Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Questionable Return podcast. I'm Andy, as always, with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. Well, March Madness is officially here, boys. That's right. It's brackets have been set. It's also corned beef and not, cabbage yeah, day. Selection Sunday and St. Patrick's Day all in one. Oh, it's so almost weird. too much to handle. I am so full I can barely. You're wearing green. So I did good job, green. both of you guys. Oh man, I'm we not had Irish. Such a huge so. party. Mom made nine corned beefs. Oh, I was gonna have us get out the marker boards and do closest to the pin, guessing how many corned beefs your family had. Oh, you guys always do a huge, yeah, huge party. Nine corned beefs is a lot. Yeah. How many heads of cabbage? How many? Oh, do you I don't know. You don't even know. A lot of heads of cabbage, probably. That's like a three lot. or four at least. That's a that's carrots, a, shucking potatoes. Yeah, I know. You guys go all that's out. A lot. My mom worked hard. Well, in honor, what did you bring to the party though? Bless uh, her young soul. You brought his uh, Irish <laughs> accent. <laughs> all right. In honor of St. Patrick's Day, I would like to just point out some famous Irish athletes. There's, of course, Conor McGregor, UFC star. He's a former featherweight and lightweight champion. There's also Robbie Keane, soccer player, most known for Tottenham Hotspurs, also played with Liverpool, LA Galaxy. And then there's four-time NBA champion Shaquille O'Neal. And those are your Irish athletes. That's it? <laughs> yes. Is John Daly Irish? Shaquille. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I uh, kind of blew past Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yeah, he's Irish. Okay, O'Neal. I believe it. It's okay. <laughs> so I got you. Guys want an Irish joke? Mm-hmm. This is the best joke in the world. All right, dad joke incoming. Yeah. What's Irish and stays out all night? This is a. This is a PG mm-hmm. podcast, Pete. No, we're good. Uh, I don't know what is it. Patio furniture. Get it? Patio. Oh, insert the correction music. That wasn't was a joke. Oh, it was more of a joke than my Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal <laughs> reference. Speaking of outdoor furniture, yeah. Speaking of outdoor furniture <laughs> and outdoor expeditions, mm-hmm. Mike, See? what's your latest obsession? Well, I had mentioned it. Uh, when we gave recommendations that book Into Thin Air, ever since then, I have now been obsessed with Mount Everest. I'm reading another book about it. I started watching a show that was on Discovery Channel, but all the episodes, Amazon Prime. I can't get enough about Mount Everest. I was just telling you guys before the podcast some of the crazy stuff I've learned along the way. All the all the failed attempts, how, what it does to your body. It's, it's crazy. I think that's even. I think that's crazy. One, one thing that's crazy. You haven't watched the movie yet, Everest, but we'll leave that for a different day. You got hooked on a TV show instead, which yeah, every, probably tells you a little more detail. Everything I've been watching, I guess, has been the the like reality, the actual version. The movie is based on the book I read, so it's. There's so much about it I don't understand. Like the idea of spending fifty thousand dollars to get escorted up to a place where you can't breathe and your body's physically shutting down to try to conserve itself. Probably have a better chance of dying than making it. 
Yeah, do they have the odds? What are the biggest odds on the average Joe going up there and they do, not do, dying? They talk about the odds a lot because all the climbers are familiar. Well, one only one in three people who attempt actually make it to the top. But then I believe 25% of all people, the deadliest thing is coming down because most people, right. they call it summit fever. They use up all their energy just to get to the top and then they don't have enough energy to climb back down. <laughs> I think it's one-fourth of all people who make the top die on the way back down well, don't they have like they see stuff and they just like seeing things and they just jump off the side uh there have been times where they they think people have when they've gone missing that they might have been so desperate to get down they might have tried to jump you, you're basically delusional without yeah that's the word that's the word i was looking for yeah. you're without enough oxygen a lot of them describe it it's almost like being really drunk so one thing you did talk about is the the big months to go up is what April. Yeah, April and May is the climbing season because that's the only time the weather's good enough to do it. So is it is it too mean or too obscene to after March Madness to have a a bracket should we set, on the people we, going up? Should we try to look up some of the climbers? We do fantasy Mount Everest. Oh man, you guys are crazy. George is a dark horse this year. <laughs> oh no. If, if there's some way to follow along, I wonder. Uh, We'd have to look into it if some of these expeditions post like updates online or anything about. Eh, maybe. Well, the one that we got made famous was oh, what was that guy's name? The was it the surgeon? Beck, we Beck Weathers. He was from uh yeah the in, into thin air climb in '96, I think. Well, how many times did he go up? Because it was what it was a he, lot. He had yeah because some of these guys have several failed bids and they just keep coming back, and he had fifty grand a pop. It's like. Ugh. It's a lot of I've noticed it's a lot of doctors and like businessmen who do it. That seems to be pretty common. But they don't seem healthy enough to do this. <laughs> some yeah, some people but just it, aren't. But that guy's story is like incredible. Where the idea where he was like left for dead. Yeah, he's he's a motivational speaker now. He was they left him for dead because once it once someone falls over up there, it's hard to carry them along. You're so weak yourself and. uh yeah, they just had to leave him for dead, and they assumed he was dead, and he got up, and he walked all the way back to camp. He was, like, blind from the altitude and frostbitten, and he just all of a sudden appeared at camp. <laughs> he's like the he's like the real-life version of Uncle Ben, cold hands from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uncle like, half Benjamin. alive. Yeah. Yeah. He, the bodies, the dead bodies actually serve as uh, guideposts now. Yeah, some of them do. You'll so recognize. You kind of know how far you are by the green boot sky and... There's other uh, there's other bodies up there that Which, people are very famous to know of. Yeah, it's really creepy. I give those people credit. They have a higher pain tolerance than I think I'll ever imagine. A better drive to accomplish something that I have no. Yeah, it's impressive. No yeah. ability to do. I will never do that. That's what I find the psychology too of the people interesting of why you'd want to do that exactly because it's it's not enough for them to like oh I want to challenge myself physically I should try to run a marathon. It's no, I have to do the most difficult thing that there is. I don't, you don't get a medal. You don't get any, you don't get a million dollars. You just spend money to do it. You have a story though. I you guess have a story, yeah. You want to be able to say you've done it. Do they have some way to prove it? I mean, they have pictures of people holding flags. So has technology gotten good enough where they can just mount a selfie camera up there that they, they just takes a picture for you and then sends it back to, I just, because I know the people have cameras and they can GoPros or whatever else. But do you think that the Everest crew that puts this stuff on could have that mounted up there for the people so they have to exert their own energy and lose their own I'm digits? I'm sure now you could have a, a solar-powered camera up there. 
Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do and that, then just, then just put an elevator. <laughs> elevator. Escalator. Escalator. Uh, because yeah. if I went all that work, paid all that money, I want physical proof that I did this, not some old joke. Be like, yeah, I climbed Mount Everest. The show I was watching is actually it's old. It was on like 2007 to 2009. But even back then, they had basically the equivalent of GoPros on the Sherpas, and that's how they filmed when they got really high up, when the camera crew didn't want to climb anymore. Were so, they connected to the? Did they have like actual? stats on them like your heart rate's going up whatever oxygen readings no no they didn't that'd be intense that there's a the doctor though checks on you and just from being in that thin altitude your heart's just racing yeah i want like a hunger games view like everybody's got you can you can tap in and see see like their their live rates blood pressure heart rate all that just tracking Mm -hmm. devices on them yeah oh becky's spiking this would be like this is like the next step in sports we're gonna like live track how athletes are actually doing I think they do that in uh, poker on like ESPN. They'll show like a player's poker player's heart rate as they're uh, in a big hand. Yeah. They'll start doing that for uh, life and death mountain climbing or. Yeah, front of the podcast, Poker John, chime in on that one. Yeah. See how his heart rate handles with that. Because they look nice and calm and collected on the outside, but inside their heart's going like 150 beats a minute. I'm the opposite. Uh, my heart rate is going. And then I, my face is just quivering because I have pocket aces. <laughs> you sh- and everyone knows it? Everybody knows it, and they all fold. Yeah. Hey, you guys, you guys are folding right now? Uh, I don't have anything. Mm. <laughs> I, was never, yeah, I was never a great poker player. I lost I get, a I lot of money. Too mu- I have too much anxiety. I get nervous over a big hand. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'd have well, to have, like, a cheat sheet in my pocket to realize, <laughs> to remember the hands until I got used to it. Not I'm medicated. Guy. Maybe I'm yeah. better. Maybe I should try uh, poker again. You, now that you have a medicated poker face, <laughs> you should start playing a lot of poker. Oh, gotta love science. <laughs> oh, thank you, science. But in all seriousness, joking aside, you have to commend them for the efforts and the amount of work they put into doing it. I will. And give, it is sad, like when people don't make it back. Like that's yeah. gotta be horrible. I will, horrible I will way give to them go. credit for even attempting it. It's it's dangerous and yeah if they actually make it it's an incredible physical and mental accomplishment to do that but i just i find it so interesting because i would never do it like you couldn't pay me to do it so i want to see the don't pay them yeah i want to see you know what drives these people to attempt the most dangerous thing it's crazy well we'll have to check in back later after you study up a little bit more and find some more fun details yeah i'll be your mount everest expert See, this is why I, you say I don't watch much TV and movies because I get obsessed with something and then I just don't That's pay fine. attention to anything else. I'm just obs- I'm obsessed with Larry David right now, so it's it's well, kind of getting creepy. The best. obsessed yeah. now. Yeah, you do watch that show like watch every it. day. Yeah, nice. I watch it. Yeah, every night. So just talking about like anxiety and stress of like climbing and all that. Well, my daughter had her wiffle ball tournament. Yeah, that's equivalent. Today. <laughs> daughter what do, Britain, think, so. what do you think her heart rate was at up to bat? through the roof it was, it was probably through the roof she's usually pretty nervous and stuff but the second game she's like dad i'm gonna hit a home run i got this i'm gonna hit a home run well the home run is basically in the gym there's like a level like up yeah you, you can see a line a pretty much you gotta hit wall. a certain spot on the wall that first that bat she gets up connects cracks it just totally just killed the ball it hits the ceiling Oh. It was rising though. It was, it was not like a like a lollipop. It was rising. Oh, she home run derbyed that oh, thing. She crushed it. Hit. She's she got old, a single. The old dip. The old dip of the shoulder, like the old oh, dip she, and crank it. She, she Aaron. Cranked she Aaron judged it. 
Yeah, Ugh. she sure did. Nice pull. And then she had another at-bat where she did the same thing. She crushed it. Kind of got bounced up like a plinko ball up there. Plinko <laughs> mm-hmm. puck, whatever. Yeah. You just keep running at that point like, hey. Well, yeah, well, yeah. she didn't even get to first. And by by the time she got to first, it came down and right into the shortstop's glove. So Is she out then? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. A lot of funny rules. They, they ended up taking third place, but it's a lot of it's luck because a lot of balls just land weird. Yeah. And, Where was this hosted even? In Waukesha. So. Like, was it just a standard gym? Like, run-of-the-mill gym? School gym? Yeah, yeah. Or is it kind of built like a complex that has, like, some of the stuff? It was like a complex. Mm, like, you know, a long three-court kind of gym. Did she win? Well, they won one game. It was a tournament, right? Yeah, it was a tournament, so. Oh, well. Sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like, yeah. It was a lot of fun. It sounds like half of, like, what's that magic ball? You got the kids and stuff like <laughs> the that. Blitz ball, blitz yeah. balls. We were talking about that. We said well, they should put some blitz balls out there. Yeah, and Jamo cool. got really excited. It'd be cool if like they could hide them. So they, your person that was up to bat, like it was like a magic ball, like the money ball for so, three point shooting. So the you pitchers never got know that back coming out. So this is actually called money ball tournament because there is a special green ball that you can use every half inning, and whatever happens on that play is double. So Ooh. double the outs too. Yeah, double the outs, gotcha. double the strikes. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah, double the bases. Gonna be so. a blitz ball where you, <laughs> you don't know yeah. where it goes. Yeah, it, those blitz balls. If you can throw a good good curveball, look up a blitz ball online. You, you'd be able to throw like ten foot curves. Yeah. Yeah, I want to try that again this year because I think I over I overthrow yeah. that ball. So I think I need to just let it let it do its thing. Like that's, really just snap. That's it the whole trick of wiffle ball. Just just let it go. Don't mm-hmm. don't swing too hard. Don't throw too hard. Yeah. Right. But no, it was a lot of fun. It was it's fun watching them play wiffle ball because they kind of start to get into it. And I'm so proud of her though. I'm, I can't wait to watch her hit. She was just she so looked they, so good. Do they there. use normal bats too? No, they use wiffle ball wiffle bat, bats, like taped up. Yeah, yeah, taped like, up balls. Like, like my wiffle ball bat, boomstick. Yeah, it's yeah. a name. Yeah, and yeah, boomer, good old boomer. Yeah, it's the balls are all taped up too, so they they fly pretty good. It'd be good to kind of talk about because even with like our team that we're coaching, Pete, like the idea is. We try to tell kids like not to swing so hard. Like they try to mm-hmm. like muscle the ball where they mm-hmm. completely lose track. But like the bats are so like jacked up right now. Yeah. Like they're so hot right now that you could like just swing normal. Let the bat do its thing. It'll you'll you'll hit it. Like yeah. don't worry about it. It'll go. Yeah. Just it, try to hit it on the sweet spot and time it right. Don't worry about swinging out of your shoes. Isn't how you're gonna hit home runs. My someone got from one from Christmas this year, and I I took it for a spin over the Christmas break and. One of their coaches was throwing it in, and I'm like, I came close to, I put a dent in the the screen, so I'm like, <laughs> we're done here. Yeah, we almost broke another orbital bone. <laughs> that was a that was a half yeah. swing too. That wasn't even me like fully swinging. That was just like a Yeesh. just just getting the rhythm. Boy, if you'd have known these things when you were younger, you know, it's kind of interesting right. when you think back. Yeah. Anyway. Are you guys ready for the cycle? Let's do it. Let's start it up. All right, fellas. A couple weeks away, it's WrestleMania, April 7th. Let's move on to the double. (laughs) All right. As we've established, it's just a a step up slightly from NASCAR. Hey, hey. I don't know if I'm going to make that podcast on Sunday. It's a Super Bowl of WrestleMania, of wrestling. Super Bowl of WrestleMania. The. Do you already have the Super Bowl of NASCAR? I have the Super Bowl of every sport. Of wrestling? All right. Man, I don't know. It's going to be tough. 
Why don't they have it in the middle of summer when there's nothing it else going starts, on? It starts at like 3 o'clock, too, and goes to like 11. What? <laughs> it's so awesome. Is this a cricket? Why is it eight hours long? I don't know. What was the last one we just watched? That went to like 11, too. Royal Rumble? Yeah. That one's long. It's that so are we doing it together again? I don't know. Is there a Royal Rumble? There is a Royal, uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Royal Rumble, but they don't come out singly. They're all in the ring at once. Oh. But that's pretty fun because there's no, like... No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fun is not knowing who you're going to get when that's the true. countdown's no, I coming. Get it. I get you it. just have a number. You get it. It's fine. All right. On to the double. That is that is that is the note. Yeah, it's haha, haha. Clinton Dix, Walter's Walter's Walter football says haha. Is it Walter weight? This is Walter. Yeah, they say haha is a really good signing for the Bears. Uh, He's every bit as good as some of the high priced priced safety signings from earlier in the week when they got him, except with no work ethic. Right. Yeah. He's they they found this to be unbelievable that he signed for three point five million. Um, they gave him a grade of A plus plus. Wow, A plus plus. So out of everybody, apparently they don't. Nobody watch. else got an A plus, I believe, on, on that site. Apparently at Walter Sports, they don't actually watch game film. So that's true. Amos signs with the Packers. Every like Pro Football Focus has it as one of their best value signings of all free agency. Packers fans are thrilled. And then they get uh, the Bears get haha, and that becomes an A plus plus right. signing. Yes, that sounds like when someone says, you know, I give that A plus, and then another person says, I give that A plus infinity. <laughs> it's so, like children. So I'd like to now give the uh, Amos a A plus infinity grade, Perfect. and I would wait for Walter Football to come back with an A plus infinity plus one grade Oof. on the haha signing. All right. So they're like pocket bear fans or something there at Walter Sports. Like I don't know what the heck the the background is on that one. I'm not sure. I mean, I think getting Haha is a good move for the Bears, considering they had one of the best secondaries. And it's lost. a cheap move. Yeah, to get a a cheap player who's at least has potential, it's a good move. But right, I was surprised. I was looking at social media and seeing how Bears fans felt about this. Uh, I guess it's just being such homers there's kind of been an about face of all of a sudden bears fans saying well like amos is boring he doesn't make plays and haha he's a ball hawk look how many career interceptions he has and all of a sudden they've like turned on amos and haha is now a better player it's typical bear fan we, we all watch haha clinton Dix for several years no he yeah. was good at i mean he's had at, good points at his peak yeah but but he obviously quit on the team this last year yeah and how many times have we watched games where there's some play deep downfield and we're like whose guy was that oh haha was like getting there yeah. but isn't eddie jackson like their ball hawking safety anyway he is. yeah yep so yeah amos was more their strong safety yeah it seems like clinton Dix tries to shy away from hitting so I'm not sure how he's gonna work inside the box. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah, he's much. He's very much a shoulder shoulder tackle guy. Yeah, because Burnett was that guy in in the box. Mm-hmm. Ha never was in the box. Right, right. So, but yeah, they said uh, he was the best signing of the off season right now. It's not even close. So <laughs> I guess we'll just leave it at that. Congratulations. All man. right, Bears fans. Let's let's see your uh, we'll knowledge. See. Of- Knowledge of football come out. Amos Tell us versus, wrong. Amos versus Haha. Let's see the pro football focus after 2019. Yeah.
All right, on to the home run. Zion comes back with a vengeance. The guy went nuts over the weekend for Duke with big-time victories, and he kind of just took over. Duke ended up getting, what, the number one overall seed because of this? Yes. And that's pretty impressive. Granted, there were a ton of upsets from Gonzaga to Virginia. Of course, UNC lost, but... and. Well, ACC still got three teams as number one seeds, but yeah, which is crazy. But Duke, man, Zion. Well, North I mean, Carolina. I think maybe I'm on. I'm back on the side of Zion. He just looks unstoppable. That he there's a reason that he should be the clear number one pick. I would say so. Yeah, pretty easily. But uh, after this one season, can you put him with the likes of probably um, you know college greats like Magic, Shaq, Oscar Robinson, Kareem, Pistol Pete? Wilt is one of the best college players of all time, mm. even for one season. Because look at what he's done. I mean, without him, Duke's not good. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, a big, good, but there's a big drop off without him. But it's so hard to say for a guy who's one and done. And we'll see how they do in the tournament. What if Duke loses early in the tournament? I mean, what if they, what if they get bumped out in like the Sweet Sixteen or something? Would you, would that affect how you feel about Zionis? I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. I think he he would have to do something. But yeah, it's it's an interesting thing that you, that you say because the one and done really does affect if he can be that best college player of all time. Because if he played four years, I think easily he would be one of the best. A, a dominant like a Shaq or a, or a Wilt or something or Pistol Pete was Pistol Pete averaged like forty five points a yeah. game. Yeah, because I mean he's only LSU. he's only averaging twenty two points a game. Right, right, and it's a different time. So right, because the guys you're mentioning as best college players of all time, you didn't mention Kevin Durant. No, he was one of the best scorers we've seen ever in college. But Texas wasn't that good. They lost early in the tournament. That kind of hurts his legacy. True. Yeah, no, it's it's quite interesting. What I'm I'm interested to see what Duke. Duke's going to do in the tournament for sure because this guy is such a difference maker and you're not going to stop him. So how are you going to stop Duke? And they've they've lost a couple games, but uh, we'll see. In that that tough, tough ACC. Tough, yeah. I do find it interesting that Duke is basically kind of beating Kentucky at their own game, that they've now been out recruiting them, just trying to go for these one-and-done freshmen. Yeah. Because Duke's going to have like four guys in the draft. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. I still wonder what he's gonna do when, when he actually get to the NBA. Like he still seems like a really under. Like where do you play him? Like he's, like he's under. He, if you play him at power forward, like he's undersized, like four. Yeah, like height wise, I guess he's he's just built like so huge. You hope that he's just like, he's so he's, he's NBA yeah. built already. So he's as yeah. tall as LeBron, right? He's yeah, six, he, six nine, six ten. No, he's six seven. S- he's six seven. Six seven, two eighty five. So he's that's middle two eighty five though. So it's middle middle well, LeBron's, six seven, right? LeBron's hey, remember like, Tractor Trailer? <laughs> LeBron's oh, like six. Tractor Trailer did not have ha- this athleticism though. <laughs> yeah. Zion Williamson is like the best athlete in college. Uh, excuse me, Mike. He broke backboards. Uh, that's true. That he, counts, Darvin. And that's why too. we and that's why we drafted him. Well, traded for him. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> Hall of Famer Dirk Nowitzki. Can we not bring that yeah, up so anymore? We shouldn't mention his name. But LeBron, I think he's six eight, like 250. I think LeBron has actually said he's he's played heavier than he's been listed at most of his career. So there's some people who think he could just be that guy who's so good. He's not good a ball at, handler like that, though. 
Uh, he's got an he okay. can't shoot like that either. He, he can't shoot as well. He's got an okay handle. He's great defensively too already. He's one of the elite defensive yeah. players. So he's in shorter than LeBron. I don't know. And heavier than I just don't think he's transcending the game like 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 Shaquille. Like Shaquille was just ridiculous. Very true. Everyone I named off kind of transcended in the game with right. a six ten point guard like Magic was and Shaq and yeah, because I mean I could I could see stuff. if he was like six ten and and doing stuff like Magic Johnson was like that'd be insane. Very but true. Yeah, I just wonder with his size. Yeah, he's a good defender, and I'm not like that's how his game's gonna be okay. But there's a lot of rim protectors that are gonna eat that guy up. Yeah, we'll see. Theory. We'll see how well he can be like a a LeBron in terms of LeBron attacking the basket as being that was LeBron's game for early on in his career. Now, as he went on, he developed a pretty well-rounded game. But It will help him that there's so much spacing, more spacing now in the yeah. NBA than there ever has been before. I don't know. I'm just interested to see. It's going to be interesting to see that play out. There's a better than like 50% chance that I'm going to be completely wrong and he's going to be an all-NBA player. But it's just fun to have the other side of the, yeah. the coin. All right. Let's move on to the triple. NFL, hands down their eight-game suspension to Kareem Hunt. Um, No charges for the two events. Video evidence is enough, I guess, but Zeke was suspended six games in 2017 without evidence. I guess if there's video evidence, it only gets you two extra games. Granted, he was pretty much out for 13 games, put on the NFL's exempt list last year, but I believe he still made a paycheck if I'm right on that, but Anyway, uh, now his ex-teammate Hill is under investigation for abuse of a child, breaking his arm, I believe, is the the rumors. The Chiefs cut Hunt and set a precedent for abuse. Do they cut Hill? I kind of threw a lot at you guys there, but I don't know. It's 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 so interesting what, what well, happened to Hunt, and then Zeke, Zeke gets the six games with no the, evidence and no charges. Didn't the NFL try to say... They did their own investigation, and they claimed that they had enough. They had gathered enough evidence on their own. Yeah. But then I would wonder who's doing the who's doing that investigation. Right. Who yeah. does the NFL go to? A private, because a private these investigations, don't, these, yeah, investi- don't, these investigations to Hunt and Zeke, they came up with no game. Don't suspend them any games. It's, it's, they're not. They don't warrant any game suspension. Well, then they hand out six. Games. Not saying that they should get suspended. I'm not in the stance of don't don't suspend these guys. Yeah. But I don't. It's kind of interesting how Zeke got six games without evidence, and yeah. then he got I only no, eight. I trust nothing coming out of the league office. Like every time that they claim they don't have something, do have something. TMZ gets it before anybody else. True. Mm-hmm. They don't, yeah, that's I mean, the they just they just arbitrarily throwing numbers down because of whatever public opinion. There seems to yeah, not be a lot of rhyme or reason to what they do and who gets suspended. And you could say the same thing. I know this is on the topic of, you know, actually uh, domestic abuse and things like that. But what about like Tom Brady? That whole thing was also weird about he wouldn't get, turn over his cell phone and they claimed 
that was a reason to suspend him? Well, he's famous and he has a famous wife. I wouldn't want to turn over my cell phone right. to who knows who's getting it. I don't know. The NFL, especially, especially this organi- like this league and organization and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't – yeah, you're right. I wouldn't trust any – there's yeah, leaks in whatever else that happens. Of the leagues we follow, I think I just have the least faith in the leadership at the top of the NFL. It just seems like it's kind of a mess always. Yeah, so you think of all this mess and – six games versus eight and blah 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 all the suspensions that are handed out that are so who knows based off Mm -hmm. what player and where they are and you know all that kind of what extenuating circumstances come into play for whatever reason could you see a strike coming because of the players union seeing how unfair it is for certain players versus you know i don't I, I don't know about I a strike. I think it's going to be it's going to be a definite talking point of trying to come up with some more clear set of rules and yeah, the next the next like collective bargaining agreement is going to be pretty pretty intense. <laughs> oh pretty, yeah. Pretty. <laughs> well, uh, there was just the the. I feel like big, they got. A, I just feel like I got a big wheel of fortune wheel or like the big wheel from <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Oop! You get eight games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was just that big conference. Uh, for stats, uh, is it Sloan Conference? The one that they uh, have people come from like MIT and they do basketball stats. But Adam Silver got up and got interviewed by uh, Bill Simmons during it. And he comes off as very likable, Adam Silver, because he's completely candid and he's open to being yeah. asked like any yeah. question he and he answers care. it honestly. And I thought Roger Goodell would never do that. Oh, my God. No. no. He'd get eaten alive. Yeah. Like Adam Silver, one of, he seems to have a general care for the league yeah. and its well-being and the players' well-being. So yeah, I, I can't see him going to that like the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. You're correct about that, yeah. but yeah, I couldn't see him going in it. I don't know. You probably see him going to like Rob Manford for like the baseball one would probably be. I mean, yes. you could see him go to too. But you have like these two leagues that have seem to have their house in order for the most part. Don't play into the the game. Like deal with the the issues. Like you. You have athletes in, in all the different sports, basketball being the same thing. You just don't have these issues, seemingly, in like an NBA right. as you do in the NFL. And it just it just wonders. I don't know if it's just a sheer number. There's more athletes. I don't know. Bigger rosters, yeah. But I don't know. NFL, yeah, they have an image problem. And Roger Goodell doesn't seem to have any idea how to fix it or even really want to talk about well, the, ways to fix well, it. Well, the Tyreek one, like that seems crazy because you're, you're on the – you're after now, like AP's issue right. with his son, and that was just using a switch on his on his son for punishment, mm-hmm. and that's a parenting thing. But if he if it comes out that he really did break his kid's arm, like because he just lost his temper and whatever else, like a guy, I don't know what do you, what do you do with that? He's I, got a college incident too with the same he, mom and the same right. wife. I mean, it's his wife, I I believe. At the time, same woman's yeah, with him. Still. At the time, was his I think fiance, and yeah. He, he, yeah, he basically he beat her up. That's what happened, and yeah. that's why he he got kicked off kicked the team. Out of school went to Western Alabama right. and fell to the fifth round, and like you said, the Chiefs have already cut a guy for yeah. for something. So if they, they don't look, cut don't him, they then like they hypocrites? just see as yeah. There's yeah. talk about him getting a hundred million dollar contract like a couple weeks ago. He's what be if the highest paid wide receiver in the league? What, don't they look like huge hypocrites if they like, give him a hundred million dollars? Where do you put this yes. on, on the? But now you you beat up a defenseless kid. I mean, what what how old is the kid? I think three, three ish. Broke his arm. Yeah. It's crazy. So the only thing you can give give him somewhat of a benefit of a doubt. 
Because I remember like three. There's so many fluke things you can that can happen with a kid like that. Okay. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like if if he's playing around with them and then accidents happen, like that's one thing. But this does not seem like that kind of incident. It seemed no. like it came from a disciplinary, lost his temper. And again, like there's still no investigation. It's still allegations. Like, he's just been mentioned in it. So we, so we don't now, know for but sure. Yeah. But it's going to be crazy times for a Kansas City team yeah. that was yeah. on the verge of making the Super Bowl. So let's say they don't cut him. Then it just comes down to, I guess, if you don't have video evidence against you, you'll be okay. Yeah. And, but if you smoke weed, you're getting suspended the whole year. Yeah, that too. It's and the, you're going to be banned. Uh, and yeah, that seems nuts. player for the Cowboys just came out and sp- and said he, he uses it as pain relief. He said, right. I'd rather use a plant than pills right. like everyone else. And, he and just I quit. quit. Well, especially since you have a, uh, also have a league that has a pill problem, like a, a drug. Like that thing came out. I forgot it was, it was a podcast I was listening to or like the background story. Yeah. Where there's a whole bunch of allegations about how they used to carry basically pharmacies on the plane yep. and doctors go by to hand them pills and things like that just to handle pain management. And I get it. These guys are warriors. I, I can't even imagine the type of physical I like, played high school they go through. football. I could barely wake up on Saturday. I didn't I <laughs> played high school football. And I don't necessarily want to condone the use of of illegal substances, but half like half the country starting to move towards the ability where like that's yeah, what if, legal. You, what if you play in a state where it's legal? But the NFL does have the right to say, Oh, yeah, your no, company kind of... A company can yes, still say they yes. don't want you to still decide to drug test. But the, then the question becomes, should the NFL allow it for pain management? And yeah, if the guys are taking stuff, like you said, if they're taking prescription painkillers, and that's fine. Right. But they're not allowed. But if they're in a state that they could, it could get prescribed... As a way to manage the pain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what can you say at that point? Because you're not allowed to, like, go from a medical standpoint, like from HIPAA laws and things like that. You're not allowed to dictate how how they're treated. Yeah. I don't mean to sound insensitive, but hashtag not my football. Because <laughs> this is just insane. I don't like hearing about this stuff. I don't want this to be happening in my sport. I don't want my kids to be hearing about it. But when we were kids, we didn't have Twitter, Facebook, all this stuff. And now kids, what do they see? You know, I, I, I have no clue. Yeah, they see all this stuff. Completely different era. But I just wonder, like, how do other leagues avoid it then? That is a good question. Like, why don't you hear about every day, like, an NBA player on the front line or front headlines saying they did something? You never do. Yeah. They're never suspended. I, I don't understand why the NFL has got this microscope on them, too. I, I, I guess I get it. It's a huge game, but... Yeah, I under, I get what you're saying. Like you don't hear it in the baseball all, or NBA. Is it just the physical, the, the way the physical sports have it, and then the physical context? Now they bring it over to their personal life, and might, that just becomes. It might be the kind of guys that are drawn to football or have a certain true mentality, and yeah, you don't want to put that stigma, I guess, on 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 the sport. But yeah, it might be that kind of sport where it's just yeah, you got different. You'd be tough to play football. Yeah. You do. On the side point, like even MMA has, like they have these issues too, but you just don't hear about it as a front front line conversation. Yeah, that's the main talking point for the NFL. It seems always is some sort of PR nightmare. It also doesn't help that again you're talking about a a commissioner doesn't seem to own or consistently put a rule in place to handle these type of things. All right, let's get a little lighthearted. Yeah, we need a break after that. Ooh, All right, you got another joke here. for us, Pete? <laughs> I am sweating. I, I can get another joke if you want me to. I would do want to brighten everybody's day. So here's here's a joke for you. Okay. This All is right. your own dad joke. What happens if you cross poison ivy with a four-leaf clover? 
What's that? You get a rash of good luck. Oh, oh that's a terrible one. <laughs> at least you at least at least you got a reaction from Mike. <laughs> I got just crickets. What kind of bow can't be tied? Rainbow. Yes. Oh. I, I was ready it. for that Rainbow. one. Oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Just wondering if you guys saw the Brewers' uh, new first base coach the other day. I did see that. I did, yeah. One Baker Mayfield. Le Baker. Who is friends <laughs> with uh, Christian Yelich. Yeah, for their time. Yeah, they worked out for a few months. So he showed up to spring training. They gave him a uniform, and he coached first base. Got to <laughs> take some BP. Game. Yeah. That Pretty good fun. Lefty. So, yeah, I'm hoping that the Browns seem to be turning it around. They are currently AFC North favorites. I'm hoping that the Brewers and Browns, they can end just years of being cursed franchises. Same time. That's why they're teaming up. Okay. Browns and Brewers. Let's do this together. Let's do this together. Super Bowl, (laughs) World Series. Oh, man. We're doing it. We love talking about Cleveland. We do. We're going to win. The World Series and the Browns going to win Cleveland's, the Super Bowl. I don't Cleveland, know if I want to hitch myself to that, though. Yeah, Cleveland's such a better story when they're bad, though. Yeah, well, For us, I guess. How I don't know if I can handle them being good. I know. It doesn't seem like real life. No, we're in the upside down. Yeah. This isn't this isn't how Ugh. the world works. Cleveland no. is We're in not, the upside down. The Packers haven't made the playoffs in two years. Yeah. And the, the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. The Browns are not supposed to be better than the Ravens and Steelers. That's not how football <laughs> no, works. No. 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 The the Browns left to go to Baltimore for a reason, and the Ravens are supposed to forever be better than them. Yeah, and that's the Ra- how it's been. The Ravens won a Super Bowl very shortly after getting very sh- <laughs> after very getting shortly. Yeah, just a really just really after on just that. just packing up their bags yeah. and leaving all but like crickets. Yeah, <laughs> to really stadium. make people just lose their minds in Cleveland. Oh man, I love that story. Yeah, that's such a good thirty for thirty. All right, Mike, you got a mailbag for us? Yeah, we uh, we got two questions. Uh, they come to us from the McManus brothers. Was the first one, how did the McManus. Irish jig get started? Nice. McManus. Jeez. <laughs> oh, how did it get started? Too much water to drink and not enough restrooms. Oh. And by water, I mean whiskey and beer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm here with the rest of the podcast, guys. Those are Way your, to turn me on to these jokes. Those are your dad slash coach jokes. <laughs> Well, the first question is from Connor McManus. Oh, wait. McManus, very There's Irish actually real questions? Okay, yeah. let's go. Very Irish of these He guys. wants to know, what would you be okay with the Packers giving up for Josh Rosen? Josh Rosen? Kaiser and a fifth-round pick. I don't know. I don't really want Josh Rosen. I do. You'd be interested in Josh would Rosen. Be. I still want a veteran, and unfortunately, it's just Blake Bortles. I mean, I, I would still be happy with Blake Bortles, but... Tyrod Taylor got pretty good money to be a backup for the Chargers because they have an older quarterback with Rivers. They want insurance. Teddy Bridgewater got decent money to be a backup with the Saints. I don't think it's a bad idea to have a plan. He was a a top 10 pick last year, right? Yeah. Come on. All right. You talked me into it. (laughs) I'd give him a third. Or if you really want to throw in, I mean, I'd give him one of the fourths and Kaiser. Sure. Have it. Yeah, I guess I feel he probably has a little more upside than Kaiser. We've seen enough Kaiser to know. Especially since there's not that many veteran backups. Like the rumor, the the rumor is now like Blaine Gabbert. Nah, not interested in that. 
Well, Blake Bortles would be the only one because Ryan Fitzpatrick went to the Dolphins. He's going to be yeah, their multi-year, stopgap. Well, anyway. Yeah, probably a couple of years, but eh, it's it's an interesting thing to think about. Josh uh, Rosen's really bad. He was bad last year, but is it just that the Cardinals were a terrible situation? I don't know. I I don't. I honestly don't know. David I, Johnson. What and we saw Fitzgerald. him against the Packers. I don't think he was very great, but. I'd rather have other quarterbacks from that draft. Yeah, I think most people, Baker Mayfield, Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Lamar Allen. Jackson. Yeah. That's actually a pretty solid Rosen was the worst out of But the of thing there. of it is, like, at the beginning of the season, like the first six games, like he wasn't that bad. Like he actually had some glimmer of hope. But then that whole that whole team derailed. Because then they're like coordinator get fired too. Yeah, I mean, same time. I mean, they did get the number one overall pick for a reason. They were the worst team in football by season's end. So, yeah, they they cleared, they basically gutted the coaching staff, start all over there. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. His best passer rating was eighty eight. He was he had a thirty one in there. Are we too quick though to write off quarterbacks after one year? I'm like, not. Well, it's not that, but he didn't, have, he didn't have like elite talent at wide receiver either. Like you have Larry no. Fitzgerald that plays like inside, but other than that, like who else do you have to throw to? Yeah, it's true. They're pretty weak there, and David Johnson didn't have his normal David Johnson kind of year. True, because I think uh, that's what happens when you don't have much of a passing game and well, I, a battle I, line. Battle line. And a, a just bad offense. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I mean, jury's going to be out on him for a couple of years. All right. Well, the other question we got is from Murphy McManus. Oh, Mur- uh, are they brothers? Yeah, they're brothers. They said they're, they each had a question. McManus. They must be saints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I forget where they're from. Uh, it started with a B. I can't remember. Mm. Um, Boondoggle. Yeah, that something like that. So... Jeff Samarja, I don't know if you guys saw what he said, uh, he proposed an idea that MLB get rid of extra innings and just go to ties. All right. Just turn into the NHL? Yeah. Go off of points? And uh, Murphy wants to know uh, if we like this rule, think it should be considered. No. You know, like uh, ties. Ties are, ties are the worst thing to ever happen in a sport. That's why we hate soccer. It does make more sense in baseball, though, with a 162-game season that you have to decide every single game. You have to play 20 innings of baseball. Yeah, I love those games. <laughs> 2 a.m. I love waking up at 2 a.m. and there's still a baseball game. Because they have I, experimented. I just, I just think it happens so much more frequently. Like There'd be so many. It'd be like, well, the team finished this year at 100. Or now you got to make me do math right off the top of my head. So 131 and whatever um this 31. is a, this is a math podcast yeah so they're 131 and 31 yeah there could be potential for a lot of ties because they've tried now with that whole starter runner on second idea they're doing in the minors i guess that's not gaining much traction but uh would you are you guys just against ties ever being a thing in baseball what about if they had it limited to my dad had said you know what if you just play one extra inning so you know going into it you can use, you're going to try to empty out your bench. Nope, still just can't have ties. It's too much like soccer. Hashtag not my baseball. <laughs> hey, that's my line. No, I I don't like ties. Personally, yeah. I'd rather, yeah, I love. We're talking about getting rid of it in, in football, and you want to insert it into 
I think no. baseball just makes the most sense because it's such a long season. Why don't we just do it in basketball too? We could. But the the thing is no. the thing is though basketball No Mike. Basketball gets decided in overtime most of the time. You don't have a lot of like marathon games, whereas in baseball you'll see on a regular basis games going thirteen, fourteen innings, being on at two in the morning. Yeah. So from, why, don't we, why don't we just go to sudden death like home run derby style? Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> So from two from two in ten years from two thousand eight to twenty eighteen, the um, Colorado Rockies. This is epic. (laughs) (laughs) The Colorado Rockies had a hundred ten extra inning games. Is that the most? No, the most is the Atlanta Braves at one hundred sixty eight games from for in ten years. So what does that average do, Mike? 168 divided, divided by 10. <laughs> yeah. 16.8. So you're, you're talking about 16 ties to 10 ties. Yeah. About How many went ties. more than one inning? Do we have those stats? Is it broken down so that the, far? The highest team is like 10% of the season. Yeah, then you'd have to probably dig a little deeper to find out. Yeah, I'd have to dig deeper. Just trying to do this play. on the fly here. What if we did one inning and then go to home run derby style oh, like okay, hockey I, does? I like that. I like the deer shootout, yeah. Yeah, Brewers are about in I the middle at f- about 14 per year. Everyone's scarred because of uh, the Miller Park uh, All-Star Game tie. Yeah, C-League <laughs> played that well. They should have. <laughs> well, well, some people had said at Brutal. the time they were trying to talk him into doing something like just spur of the moment, like home run derby, like each team pick three hitters. That would have we'll been do, great. Yeah, but they didn't do it. They, instead, they chose to do nothing. <laughs> just go home. Yeah. <laughs> and, and most things in life where I say like, not doing nothing is like highly underrated. That situation, you need to do something. <laughs> yeah. So we mentioned today was St. Patrick's Day and Selection Sunday all wrapped into one. We found out both Wisconsin teams, Wisconsin Marquette, are five seeds. What about Wisconsin? What about Milwaukee? Uh, they didn't make it. Oh, okay. Wisconsin takes on Oregon. That's their 12 seed. I don't know how. Every year, I think, right? Yeah, and I I don't know how they're a 12 seed. Oregon? I'm absolutely confused by this. Oregon? Yeah. Or Oregon? Either one, whatever you want to call them. All right. Uh, Marquette gets Murray State. Would you rather play the small conference team (laughs) that had a good year or the big conference team that had a down year? Which, Which 12 seed do you fear less? I don't want to play Murray State. No, just you think they're because they're a good team, or because they're a good in their conference. They I don't. Won a conference. I think there's a fifty-fifty shot they both lose. I think that's a good take. It's just really that's. I really <laughs> think that's true. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. Hey, I. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey, Mike. I think there's a fifty percent chance that both of them win. <laughs> Put it on the board. Onto the Bucks. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I'm not. Well, let no, me, I'd I'd rather face. I, I think people I don't just think that there's a five, like they're a five seed that they have a better chance of winning. I'm like, I don't think so. I think it's a freaking coin flip going into the game. No, well, I just think I just think the lower, I guess, lower tier division one you call them. I don't know what you are mid major, mid major, mid major. I know all these terms very well, but yeah. So the mid major, I I don't want to face because if I feel like they get on those rolls and they start to beat better teams and you get so much mm-hmm. more confidence and then you have players that nobody knows about maybe um so it's a little harder well 
just to just to get up. But Oregon, I don't know. I feel like Wisconsin would rise up to that game where if they played a Murray State, they kind of let off. Mm. Maybe get kind of, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? I don't. <laughs> well, looking at uh, if you put any faith in Ken Palm, which a lot of people do, the Badgers finished the year 12th overall in Ken Palm. 52nd offense, third best defense in the country. So a five seed, at least by that, seems like they should have been higher. Uh, Oregon's, yeah, they were pretty much at a four seed all year. Almost, yeah, and I when you think. look at the Big Ten tournament, they they beat Nebraska, not excited, and Hap- lost. Hapless. They were hapless <laughs> versus Nebraska. And uh, <laughs> You like that? Another well, Hap, Hap, didn't, Hap only like four points. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. they lost to Michigan State. So it was kind of like just what you'd expect from a oh, Big man, Ten man. tournament. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like they – I don't think they helped or hurt their seeding. True. But here's why I'll I'll convince you that this is a nightmare matchup. Oregon's won eight games in a row, including winning the Pac-12 tournament. Oh, perfect. Already better. Uh, this game is being played in San Jose. Already better. Northern California. Uh, it is about 500 miles away from Eugene, Oregon. Wait. So they get basically home court advantage, and they're one of the hottest teams, and they are probably underseeded. Yeah, they they're a five seed, so that twelve five is never easy for anybody. No, and you know Vegas odds that favor the Badgers by one and a half. That's basically a coin flip. So yeah. even well, even Vegas doesn't think that the five is is worth a damn. And even if if they only lost what ten games all year, they they had a decent year. Hap's been. Incredible most of the year. Yeah, he's the one. He's probably the, one of, if not the, the best player to come through Wisconsin. But I think it's if you look at that Michigan State game, they can't hang with anybody that yeah. good. Like they lost, they well, they didn't lose by more than ten or ten or more at all during the whole season until mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive in itself. They're in games until the end of it, but that goes to show their free throw shooting is pretty terrible, and. Their supporting cast shows up sometimes and doesn't show up, right? I am surprised watching that Michigan State game, and I've thought this a few other times. Having Hap as one of the best post-up players in the game, they just they can't seem to figure out an inside-outside game. They no. should be getting nope. open threes all the time. It should be just like the Bucks. Yeah. And it's driving and then kick and out. It just seems like these guys, they're never in spots to, to get open threes or they catch it and they hesitate until yeah. the defender gets on them and then they'll shoot. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's a frustrating Badgers team. Well, they went for, so cold in that game, too, to start, and it just was impossible for them to come back. Yeah, the Big Ten's been really strong, though. The Badgers had one of the toughest schedules in the country because yeah. eight, eight teams from the Big Ten got in, so they're always playing quality opponents. But Well, we get the Marquette game first. So Marquette been on a huge, huge slide. Lost five of six. That Seton Hall game was fun. Yeah. <laughs> if you like fouls. I watched the one with their center that got ejected. Theo, after. Theo John, do you not Theo agree? John. Do you not agree with uh, Theo John getting ejected? Absolutely or? not. If anything, the Seton Hall player should have gotten ejected. And then the center, who I guess he got ejected, didn't he? Like yeah. Came for, in at the yeah end. Three for, got ejected. For coming in and shoving Theo John in the back. And then, well, Sakar Anum got ejected. He, he didn't actually get ejected just because of the play. He got a technical because him and a Seton Hall player got in each other's face. And they each got technicals. And that was his second one. He had already gotten one earlier. So Marquette lost their two best defensive players. Yeah. 
Cause yeah, no, the end of that game was ridiculous. I was only able to watch the last, uh, I don't know, like five minutes, unfortunately, because I had some other things going on. But just listening to it and listening to the announcers to how the game was getting called, some really crazy stuff happened before that. So 57 fouls, nine technical <laughs> fouls, 85 free throws yeah, shot. And then the, cu- the couple calls I saw at the end of the game when they were trying to, you know, obviously slow down the game, Marquette was trying to come back by, I believe, six or seven, uh, and they ended up almost winning the game. Howard got a last-second shot. But 85 free throws, the the fouls that were called weren't even fouls. They weren't even – they were, like, not even there. Like, a guy just touched a guy's shoulder, and it was a foul. It was insane. Yeah, and when you see what got – Theo John kicked out of the game. How do you think uh, Bill Lambeer and Charles Oakley feel watching oh, stuff like geez. that? <laughs> the, wow. The, speaking of hashtag not my sport, that not my right. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> not my Marsh Madness. No man, it, it was it was nuts. But, but I think the one thing I took from that game, watching Marquette, I do feel like I've kind of gone back and forth on what team can make it further. I don't know. They depend on Howard so well, much. Well, that's that's the problem is it seems like late in games, everyone's afraid to shoot except for Howard. And they just... They, they force look, it. They look to him, yeah. Every time, every other guy is just giving the ball up. I noticed it too in the Georgetown game is they didn't get any baskets down the stretch except for free throws. It was like no guy wanted to shoot. Occasionally they would dribble and get a, pick up a foul. But in this game, Howard was one of 14 going into that final possession, don't you think you have someone else take the last shot? Like Howard tried to draw. He had a wrist injury earlier in that game too, right? Yeah. Try to draw another defender and kick it out to someone else for the game tying or winning shot. He took it. Nah. Still let him shoot himself out of the slump. Let it fly. Well, he did. He missed. He let it fly. So Seton Hall was 59% from the free throw line. Pretty solid, right? <laughs> if you were the Badgers, yeah, oh my that'd gosh. be a good Badgers day. Uh, Marquette was 70%. Howard was it's like eight, Miami Heat shooting free throws. Howard was 18 for 24. That's a lot of free throws. Are you kidding It's me? pretty amazing to go one of 15 from the field <laughs> and still have 21, <laughs> still 21 points. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Oh, man. No, he was he was a little rough that game. If they had him hit a couple more shots, they would have won probably, but... And by Ken Palm, Marquette's ranked 27th overall. They're kind of just all around what you'd expect. 23rd offense, 35th defense, and Murray State's 52nd overall. So in those cases, seeding seems appropriate. I feel like Marquette game is going to be more fun to watch. The Badger game is just going to be so aggravating. They're going to aggravate you to winning. Is that just a case of we're watching so much NBA now because the Bucks, and you get so, so used to that kind of game? Yeah. Where now you don't love the Badgers as much. Not saying I don't love the Badgers, but yeah, you, it gets tough you, to watch that college game. Yeah, you notice just the drop in quality of play oh, and yeah. quality of shooters Definitely. and all that. Definitely. We kind of have to talk about a little bit of Bucks, don't we? Well, yeah, because... Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yep. Big uh, news this weekend was Malcolm Brogdon, plantar fasciitis, fascia, is torn. I guess he's been playing with it for a while. We, I joked around like, oh, he's not, he doesn't have an injury. Well, he actually did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take that back. He left the <laughs> he left the Heat game in the first quarter. Yep. 
Never to return. Never to return. So they have Miritich in the starting lineup now. I was surprised to see that. I think George Hill's still coming along, so he's on a minutes kind of restriction. Yeah, uh, that they decided to go big though. I you could have always gone with Connaughton or Snell if you wanted to keep more just the same kind of lineup intact, but to put Miritich in then kind of shifts everything where you're playing this big lineup. You basically yeah. have Middleton at the two. Yeah, I think it, Coach Bud kind of mentioned how it's going to be a test to figure out lineups and switching the lineups around to figure out the right mixture because you kind of had it starting to get better with Miritich in the lineup, and now, yeah, like you said, you change up your whole bench, and, and um, he likes to use a lot of different lineups and switch to a very extreme lineups, so... It's going to affect how, how they play that way, but also this is going to affect the Bucks, I think, a lot because he is so – Brogdon is so good as a shooter. He's their best shooter. He is. And he's, down the line in the end of games, he's been so clutch. He is still on the 50-40-90 uh, line, which I think he'd only be like something like the ninth player ever to do that. Yeah. Which is – he'd be – Just like Reggie Miller, Curry, like really yeah, good crazy players. company, like MVP kind of players, Durant. Mm-hmm. You know, so what's the game minimum for that? Uh, I'm sure he's past it. Yeah, I think he'd still qualify for so it. I think he's played hmm. in 67 games. Coincidence? Oh, you think he's you think he's faking this one to get yeah, the fifty right. forty ninety? Oh, come on, get a nice little rest before you go to postseason. Then. Yeah, you're onto something there. I like that <laughs> conspiracy, Andy. There's, they are saying he could become back closer to the six weeks. Let's so, hope so that would put him probably second round of playoffs. I would guess. I would hope that they can at least get him just some meaningful reps in a series, even if it is like the first round of the playoffs, so that if we're playing a team like the Sixers again in the second round, it's not that he's. First time he's trying yeah, to come back. Yeah, fresh yeah. off the injury. I agree. Miritich did not respond well to being put in the starting lineup. Uh, he only had two points, but he got the return of DJ Wilson, who played well. It's it's it is crazy that it's, DJ Wilson yeah. can just yeah. not play for so long, and it's just it just isn't like it, the Sixers don't seem like to be a team that Miritich would match up well. Like they're much more athletic, and he's a little bit more undersized. And uh, Giannis matched up well. We didn't, sure even, did. we didn't even mention he had career high fifty two points. Career game. But not enough. They lost. I'm a little bit worried more about even how their defense has kind of been over the last couple of games. Now, granted, it was a tale of two halves with the Heat game, but the first half they didn't look very good. They've been like they starting got, out kind of slow lately. Yeah. In a in the Sixers in these later later rounds of the Sixers and beyond, you're not gonna be able to gamble like that on these teams. And to give up thirty hundred and thirty yeah, so let's kind of talk about that Heat Bucks game because what the Bucks did was something that's never been done, <laughs> as in being down twenty three and winning by and still, fifteen and still yeah. blowing the team out, <laughs> blowing the team out. That was insane. They scored. It looked like the Heat were going to score one hundred thirty points, and they only scored ninety eight. They had two eighteen point quarters in the third and fourth. The Bucks locked it down, and Coach Bud said he did no yelling. He just let the players work it out. They watched yeah. some film. Yeah, sure he didn't. Yeah, that's what he says. But the, he said the players worked it out, and they started playing defense. The Heat had more points in the first quarter than they did in the yes. second half. That was That's crazy. Here's and a, the Heat are playing for something. They're the eighth seed right now. We would play against them. And uh, this kind of goes to show, like, that first half, I was worried. I was going to text you, call you, because this is the whole Florida thing, the whole Suns. And mm-hmm, right. I was really worried. Yeah. But we, we got it. Yeah, As my son said... The Bucks beat the 
the peanut flames. Oh, that's their logo? That's their logo. He said, he looks like a peanut on fire, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Roasted peanuts? And I'm like, oh, man, it kind of does. So, anyway. All right, so the Bucks were 1-100 and all time, 0-77 on the road when trailing by 20 or more and a half. Well, I would expect that, yes. Uh, I don't know if we ever gave him uh, a shout-out, but Brooke Lopez became the first player in NBA history. 153 pointers and 150 blocks in a season. Impressive. So how about that? How about that kind of signing? Yes. <laughs> Do it again. Filling Sign up, me up for another season of it. Filling yeah. up the box score. Luckily, the loss against the Sixers didn't really cost us much. We're still right. for, easily in first. Three games up on the Raptors because they also can't win. They have trouble with Detroit, and <laughs> we have benefited crazy. from that. They are, <laughs> they, they are to Detroit like the Suns are to us. That's, that sounds so brutal, though. Giannis loses God, his power the in the sun. <laughs> Just, yeah. They have trouble with the sixth seed, and we have the one that will get probably the number one pick. Well, lottery, I guess, but... Yeah, because the Knicks just beat the... <laughs> just you, put the, the stake in the Lakers. You know who else doesn't like the sun? Irish people. And that's Full Circle St. Patrick's Day episode. So we kind of have some new rules for 2019 and 2020. They finally became and finalized these rules. All right, I'll, I'll run down these. You guys can interject as needed. Uh, number one for 2019, August trades are dead. I'm fine with that. I'm good with that too. Yep. So confusing. Number two, new all-star election process. So still decided by fans for the first two rounds of voting. First vote, fans will vote players on every team. And then there's an election day, and players vote the top three at each position and nine in the outfield. Does that make sense? No. Because that is exactly written from them. <laughs> I don't know if I completely understand that. but So there's like an election process for players to kind of go <sighs> out there and Twitter <sighs> Elections? And, and do all this random, I don't know. Just so hit, they're kind of hit some home runs. I don't. Yeah, whatever. I don't want to play politics. Yeah, uh, talking about home runs, two point five million dollar prize pool for the home run derby, and the winner gets a one million dollar bonus. Boom! Love, sign me up. Love that. Absolutely love that. Oh man, I gotta go. I gotta fly down to Arizona, boys. I gotta make a baseball <laughs> yeah. team. Right. If, you, if Andy, if you're uh, if you're putting holes in nets or whatever you're doing, you're you're ready to go. Oh yeah, you're gonna hit it to the outfield. Can, <laughs> Oh, I could. Oh, well, I don't know about a wooden Texas bat. Texas leaguers all day, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You got this. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I have one in me. I feel like I could hit one. Can you beat? Can you beat the second baseman shift in the outfield? Ooh. Will you hit it past that Did guy? You, oh yeah. Okay. Did you see oh, the yeah, Blue Jays? Sure. They tried their stupid four-man outfield again against Aaron Judge. How do you he, beat it? He crushed one. I hit it out of the ballpark. Oh, that's how you beat the shift. <laughs> yeah, that's how you, beat it. you hit it to the parking lot. Whoa! <laughs> I was completely wrong when I said, "Man, those hitters need to learn how to hit the like left field or right field, opposite no, field." No, Judge just said, "Watch this." Yeah. Hey, Go, hey, hey! Put, put an outfielder out <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. Out of the stadium, <laughs> I guess is an option. And hold, hold my soda. Hold my soda. <laughs> yeah. I got this, guys. Ah, uh, that was great though. <laughs> Real cute, Blue Jays. <laughs> but this is fantastic. That's the mascot you got there. <laughs> this is fantastic. We we're saying Adam Silver. He's he's a good commissioner and he's open to a lot of things. The NBA needs to do this for the dunk contest. 
That's how you yes. get guys to participate. The home run derby being for a million dollars, I'm curious just to see who's going to want in on this now. Right. Like, I don't care how rich these athletes already are. A million dollars is a it's nice million dollars. Man, you're going to get some, like, veterans to come back in. Yeah. Like, going to be like, sign me up. Yeah. A million dollars can throw a pretty awesome party. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys are going to want out of retirement. Big Poppy is going to be like, uh, I think I got another season in me. Number four, mound visits reduced to five. I don't think this really matters. Yeah. Was it seven before? Yeah, I think so. Did that ever even come into play? No. Okay. I don't <laughs> even think they count. What are they gonna? <laughs> yeah, are they gonna keep reducing until it does it's, matter? It's yeah. just like the twelve-second pitch count thing. Yeah, it's this, not, the, umpire just, the umpire stops caring once the game starts. But. Right. So, what's okay. the penalty if they do go more than five? I don't know exactly. So move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for twenty twenty, uh, number one rosters expand to twenty six players. I think that's one sure, cool. or two one, more players. One more player. One more player, which is good. Uh, gives a lot of more opportunities for, I mean, you think of it. Yeah, one extra arm. One extra arm. Whatever. Or maybe one extra utility guy. All right, number two. September expansion is reduced to 28 players. I don't remember what it was at last time, but I think it was pretty much fill your... Was it, yeah, was it 40? Yeah, was it you I could, think it was almost up, all of them. Was it you could bring up your 40-man roster? So that's pretty good. Yeah, I it was a little silly this that it's like crazy. Yeah, it's September. Bring everybody. Come on up, come on up, Johnny Bench. Yeah, every guy who wait, that was a good player. <laughs> yeah, you tried, <laughs> to, tried make, to make him <laughs> his less successful brother, <laughs> Joey Bench. Said <laughs> Johnny Bench. <laughs> come on up, greatest catcher of all time. You think you're gonna play? I mean, you take <laughs> the most general name and say Bench. Like, yeah. come on, he had the. Now that you pointed, now that you pointed out, on. he has a hilarious name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Johnny on the bench. Oh, damn it. I might call some of the kids on our team Johnny Bench. Hey, Johnny Bench, go pinch hit. <laughs> Don't wait. All right. Can you, can you please? Two-time MVP, Q, Johnny Bench. Cue correction music. Billy Bench, Johnny's okay. brother. Okay. <laughs> all right. Number three, the granddaddy of them, of them all. Pitchers must face at least three batters. Oh, I don't like this at all. all right. I hate this. Addendums. I hate this like you guys hate ties. <laughs> Addendums. Uh, a pitcher can be removed, removed for injury. Perfect. A pitcher can face less than three if the half inning ends. Duh. So Obviously. Because then it's how not about, a how time. About, hey, how about part three of the addendum? Uh, you can be replaced at any moment you feel like. So actually, lots of data is showing that the one-out pitcher is kind of dying out naturally. So why do we need a freaking rule for it? I don't know. Rugies and loogies are gone. I, I did not know they were named rugies and loogies, so I kind of love that. <laughs> I wish I would have known that. But anyway. Well, uh, if I'm a manager and I want to have a guy face one batter, it's uh, go pitch to him, and when you get the uh, final pitch that's an out, uh, hold your arm like it's hurt. Yep. And that would be my every single game I'd do that until Major League well, Baseball. A lot, of, fo- <laughs> lot of forearm strains <laughs> going in yeah. there. A lot of forearm Blis- strains. Oh, blister. They're blisters. Well, Ben sheet blisters. God. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Bad memories. Can't can't touch me, okay. Manfred. Blisters. That's not going to happen because oh. guess what? 10-day... DL is going away. Th- this will be their day to day. 15 day minimums. 
They're day to day, and then they're they oh day to day. Yeah, day to day. Oh yeah. man, it's blisters. You have forgotten the alpha. Yeah, he'll be good for the next rotation. Fine. Yeah, fine, fine, fine. fine. I don't like the fifteen day. I don't like the ten day going away. That makes no sense. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know why. This are these rules against the Brewers right now? <laughs> you think it's conspiracy the, against them? <laughs> the, that's that's one. Two of those rules are totally for Brewers. And they just changed this recently. What? What was why? the problem? What was the problem with it? Why? I don't know. I don't know. And even the three, the three batter minimum. Like, what problem are you trying to solve? That, that's all. Uh, a speeding up the game thing. That's why they oh. have the addendum of if it ends in inning, they're fine with it making a pitching change because then it doesn't add another TV timeout. Don't, don't do a don't TV you. timeout. Hey, aren't they trying to get more TV timeouts for more revenue? They're worried about millennials. Be- millennials. But here's the thing. Millennials turn in to middle-aged people who like to just sit in a recliner and watch baseball and, and fall asleep. And fall asleep and watching cars it, go it around yeah, right, a, yeah. not right turns. That would be bad. So, rid- so riddle me this, Batman. All right. What um, problem is 10-day DL solving? Getting rid of that. I don't know what what that accomplishes. I don't know if they were worried that players, if they were abusing, if teams are abusing it, like just trying to get a guy, like we just want him to have 10, the Brewers did. 10 days rest instead of an actual injury that now you now we're going to make it harder to do that because he's going to miss two weeks so patty and mick are walking down the road and patty's got a bag of donuts in his hand patty says mick if you can guess how many donuts are in my bag you can have them both good night everybody <laughs> goodbye everybody oh danny boy the pipes the pipes are calling mike 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 Potato. Peacock. Don't, don't put that in. The podcast is over. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at QuestionableToReturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash QuestionableToReturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number 9, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daly. And Pete, at P, Cozy with a K, Junior, J-R. Please consider leaving us a five-star review as well as sharing us with someone you know.